Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday, the 27th of September. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you're listening on a podcast, you can head on over to our website, marcustoday.com.au. And you can read the disclaimer there. And if you're not already a member of Marcus Today and you're listening to this, please, we'd love you to sign up for a free two-week trial. And you can do that on the website. All right, well, overnight, the U.S. markets somewhat mixed, limping into the end of the week with the U.S. markets. Uh, closing the Dow Jones up 33 points or 0.1 of a percent to 34,798. The Nasdaq barely changed, down five points or 0.03 of a percent, 15,048. And the S&P 500, for a once in a while, actually outperforming the other two indices, up 0.15 of a percent. Huge rise, seven points, 44.55. As a result, as they say, we have nothing much to go on this morning. 73.04, up two points for the SPY futures. So a pretty lacklustre start in store for us this morning. VIX index falling back to 17.75, 4.72% down. Over in the commodities complex, we had Brent crude continuing to at least be relatively steady at the higher level. 78.09, up 8 cents, or 0.11 of a percent. WTI doing slightly better, up 68 cents. 73.98, up 0.93 of a percent. Gold stabilizing around that 17.50 level. 17.51, spot 7.0, up $1.90, or 0.11 percent. And iron ore stabilizing as well at those slightly elevated levels at $110.15 up $1.25 or 1.15%. In other commodities, we had copper up 0.8, nickel down 0.7, aluminium down 0.6, zinc up 0.9, lead up 1.1, and tin up 2.9%. Tin going very well. Uh, Coal pretty much unchanged. Uranium around $50.25, which is still where it was, 14%. 0.20% up on the week as well. And lithium just pushing a little bit higher as well on the week. The Aussie dollar, 72.92 at the moment. Here you can see the S&P 500, a pretty drifty day really all up, just closing off its highs, but a tired end to a biggish week for the US market. As far as weekend stories go, the House Budget Committee approves the $3.5 trillion stimulus bill, setting it up for a floor vote as early as tonight. It's pretty much unlikely it's going to get through, though, in its present form. Uh, Pelosi tells the Democrats, coming week will be a time of intensity. And Pelosi says infrastructure bill will pass sometime this week, but remains open to a smaller stimulus number than $3.5 trillion. And cargo piling up as California and their ports jostle over how to resolve delays. And Costco warns of one of the most valuable commodities in the world and the availability of it being toilet paper. And leverage loan issuance running well ahead of 2007's record pace. The hawkish tilt by the Fed has paved the way for the Treasury yield breakout. We have seen uh, 10 years in both Australia and the US breaking up 
to the upside. And we've got uh, big moves there, really, for both the 10 years here and there. We have uh, American 10 years at uh, 1.46% and Australia 1.4%. But we do have, of course, this week is crucial for the standoff, the political grandstanding that we've come to know and love from the US debt ceiling uh, that expires on the 1st of October. So not only do we have to deal with Evergrande, but we also now have to deal with the fact that the US runs out of money on the 1st of October unless it raises that ceiling, which of course it will raise the ceiling or raise the roof really on that debt. But uh, as usual, plenty of politics and last minute negotiations being done on that. Global central banks are edging closer to dialing back emergency supports. We have seen the Bank of England talking about that. We've also seen Norway, one of the first Western-style democracies, to raise its rates as well. Of course, we did also have German elections over the weekend. It does look as if there's no clear winner. In fact, 75% of Germans didn't vote for either of the two parties that are currently in the lead. Both the two major parties there have 25% each. So whoever forms a coalition will be uh, working very hard to get that sorted. But it does look as if Angela Merkel is going to be hanging around for a bit longer, given the problems in forming that coalition in Germany. Chinese China will manage the Evergrande fallout, but hopes to use the crisis as an object lesson for other companies. And the CDC director says authorising boosters for high-risk jobs, a scientific close call, whatever that means. As far as uh, stocks on the move over in the US, etc., we've got BHP down 0.9 and Rio down 0.4 in US uh, time zones. And we have, in terms of the uh, tech stocks, Tesla up 2.8%, Apple up 0.1%, Facebook up 2%, Alphabet up 0.6%, it's hip to be square down one58 and TMC down 2.5%. That US 10-year yield 1.45%, Australia 1.4%, Germany are still negative 0.23%. They have had those elections over the weekend and we still don't seem to have a clear winner and probably won't, maybe even till the new year. So it's going to be a long drawn out process to see who is going to replace Angela Merkel at the helm of Europe's biggest economy. There are seven IPO wannabes pitching this week. Uh, These are also quite big IPOs, valuations above a billion dollars. Ventia is one. Uh, That's a Simic uh, spin-out. SG Lottery, one of the world's biggest lottery companies. Judo, which is a fintech neobank. Sightminder, a travel company. Comfort Del Gro is a uh, Spanish uh, company. And APM is the last one of the seven. All pitching this week to institutions to get an idea of how they will price the IPOs and how much demand they will get. In Germany, a caged hamster called Mr. Gox has been trading crypto since June and he's done very well, Mr. Gox. He's so far up 24%. He has a separate room where he makes his trading decisions depending on whether he's on the wheel or goes to the food, etc. And uh, he has done very well. So watch out, fund managers. Mr. Gox is coming for you. Aussie hydrogen developers want $19 billion in a fund to pump up the hydrogen story. 
and AVZ, which has been on a bit of a tear in recent times. They have a cornerstone investor today. They announced for Manono, which is their big project. And Ampol is seeking an extension of the due diligence. That's what DD stands for, for Z Energy. And front page of the Fin Review today is Jeff Wilson is back on the front page, urging caution in the bull market, but he is focusing on the medium term and long term, and especially on the reopening trade as the market gets back to normal. So nothing very exciting from Jeff, but pretty much the same uh, as we hear from him a lot of the time. As far as question of the day goes to here, where to from here for Fortescue? It's had a massive fall. The iron ore price has come back to earth with a bump. What is your view at the moment on Fortescue? That's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. I'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there. It's a great group. Members helping members is the motto there. And we've got about 3,500 members over there. And if you are listening to this as a podcast or watching this on a video and you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community, we'd love to have you on board. You can sign up for a free trial at marcustoday.com.au and you can give us two weeks and you can see how we do in the two weeks that we have you along. So we'd love to have your company, love to have you give us a try. That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening, and have a great Monday.